That's Frankenstein. I beg your pardon? My name, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Devilish Divers, welcome to Halloween Horror Month 2023 here at the Deep Dive Podcast. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. Halloween Horror Month is a tradition here in Studio D. We've been at it since 2019, in the before times. And for the entire month of October, we'll look at four different subgenres of horror movies and pick some of the more interesting offerings available on your local streaming services. This week, we piece together some of the more interesting films featuring everyone's favorite patchwork protagonist, Frankenstein's Monster. No, not just Frankenstein. The creature doesn't have a name, okay? It's just Frankenstein's monster. Okay, that may be nitpicky, but I'm right and everyone else is wrong. So there. First published in 1818, author Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or The Modern Prometheus is a classic novel that has become an enduring part of literary and popular culture, not to mention inspiring numerous adaptations in various forms of media. The novel tells the story of Victor Frankenstein, a young scientist who becomes obsessed with the idea of creating life. He successfully reanimates a creature made from various body parts, but is horrified by the monstrous being he has brought into existence. The novel explores themes of ambition, scientific ethics, and the consequences of playing God. Hey, sounds like it would make a great movie, right? Well, Thomas Alva Edison thought so. Yes, the Thomas Edison, inventor, businessman, and builder of the world's first movie studio. So in 1910, Edison, along with writer-director J. Searle Dawley, made a 16-minute silent film adaptation of Mary Shelley's novel. It was a, a pretty loose adaptation, changing some plot points, including the ending. Still, the film was wildly praised for its depiction of the creature and was, at the time, a huge success. But the iconic depiction of Frankenstein's monster we all know and love came to be in 1931, when Universal Pictures unleashed its own big screen version, Frankenstein. When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! 
prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about, the spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't touch that! Released the same year as Universal's monster masterpiece Dracula, this depiction of Frankenstein's monster was the first to feature the now classic creature design, the pronounced forehead, the flat top hairdo, the neck bolts, etc. Sympathetically portrayed by the great Boris Karloff, the creature was both terrifying and childlike, a misunderstood monster. Audiences loved it, loved it so much, they wanted more. Oh, and they got it. From 1934 to 1948, Universal released seven sequels. And now, for your listening pleasure, I shall name them. The Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, The Ghost of Frankenstein, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, which featured Frankenstein's monster, and the best one of all, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Whew. Okay, need a little break after that. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Frankenstein mouth. I want juicy burgers. We'll go to Hardy's. Eat burgers are juicy and hearty. And Hardy's job royals them so they're sizzling outside, juicy inside. Let's say hello to Hardy's. Hello. You buy a burger and a drink at Hardy's, you get a special coin you can put in a Hardy's fun machine and get a prize. What'd you get? A ring! I got a plastic spider! You can get a prize from a fun machine when you buy a burger and a drink at participating Hardy's. I failed again. How about these, Master? How are you today? Fine. Well then, I would like to tell Teddy you the story. The world's first animated storytelling bear. It's alive! Now available at stores everywhere. It's alive! And welcome back! So now that we've taken care of the historical portion of the show, let's find out some of my Franken-picks and see if they are greater than the sum of their parts. My first pick is part of a rather obscure subgenre of a subgenre. Way back in February of 2021, we did an episode about the black exploitation films of the 1970s. These films were characterized by their predominantly African American casts and often centered on urban settings, particularly in the context of the civil rights movement and the challenges faced by black communities during that era. The term black exploitation is a portmanteau of black and exploitation. They included films like 1971's Shaft, 1972's Superfly, 1973's Coffee, and 1974's Foxy Brown. Now, while these films were both celebrated and criticized for their portrayal of black culture and their reliance on stereotypes, they were very, very successful. But there was, as I said, 
a subgenre within the black exploitation scene, the black horror film. Most of these films were based on or inspired by more traditional horror films. There was Blackula, and I, I don't have to tell you what that was based on. In 1974, the film Abbey was about demonic possession a la The Exorcist. That same year saw the release of Sugar Hill, which featured an army of zombies revived by a voodoo queen. And that brings us to my first pick, the 1973 independent film Blackenstein. Yes, you heard correctly. Yes? Is Dr. Stein in? Yes, he is. Do you have an appointment? No, I don't, but I'm sure he'll see me. Yes, Malcolm, what is it? Dr. Stein. A Dr. Winifred Walker is here. Oh, yes. Well, what brings you to California? Well, my fiance was wounded in Vietnam, and the doctors there wrote and told me he was being transferred to the Veterans Hospital here. He was seriously wounded when a landmine went off under him. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Doctor, I'd like you to look at him. See if maybe there's something you could do for him. All right. This leg was grafted on by laser beam fusion, supplemented by massive injections of my DNA fund. Eddie, this is Dr. Stein. I would like to see what can be done in your case. There's nothing anybody can do for me. Now, Eddie, we're going to give you an injection that will put you to sleep. Okay, doctor. Eddie? Yes? How are you feeling tonight? I don't feel right. I just don't feel right. I don't know, Doctor. Look at this. Also released under the title Black Frankenstein, the film was hurried into production and release after the success of Blackula the year prior. Blackenstein follows Dr. Winifred Walker, a brilliant African-American scientist who is dedicated to helping war veterans who have lost limbs in combat. She is trying to perfect a method of limb regeneration using a combination of cutting-edge science and voodoo rituals. Dr. Walker's fiance, Dr. Stein, get it, works with her on these experiments. However, things take a dark turn when an unstable former patient of Dr. Walker's named Eddie Turner becomes involved in the experiments. Due to a mix of jealousy and a laboratory accident, Eddie is transformed into a monstrous reanimated creature. The experiment goes horribly wrong, and Eddie, now a disfigured and uncontrollable monster, goes on a rampage, terrorizing the local community. Is it a good movie? No, not really. But it's fun in that undefinable, so-bad-it's-good way. And coming up next, Japanese Frankenstein. No, really. Stick around, we'll be right back.
Mary Shelley's classic novel comes to life in Frankenstein, a true story. Monday night at 9, 8 central time on NBC. Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Bethel. Here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry-flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. Thank you, Daddy. Count Chocula. And welcome back. During the 1960s, the island nation of Japan was going absolutely kaiju crazy. After the massive, in more ways than one, success of Godzilla, Japanese audiences, and also American audiences too, we're clamoring for more monsters. Now, you got your you know, King Ghidra, your Mothra, your Rodan, and, and many others. And Godzilla fought most of them. Sometimes, you know, they also fought amongst themselves. You know, like over silly stuff, like who forgot to replace the toilet paper roll and all that. But in 1965, the movie studio behind our favorite atomic-powered giant reptile decided to give the big guy a rest and introduce another Monster Amano slugfest. The result? Frankenstein versus Baragon. In the ocean's unfathomable depths, a gigantic, man-like creature appears. depths of the earth comes a prehistoric mastodon of destruction. Never before has the screen known such heart-stopping terror. Starring Nick Adams. Well, I feel he's very important from a scientific point of view. I'd have to cut off a leg or an arm. Doctors, I won't let you conduct this test. Frankenstein with the strength of a thousand men and every man's need for affection that makes him a willing captive. The chain hurts you. <laughs> the new scoop of the century. The horrifying touch of a severed hand with a life of its own. Force of a monster that dwarfs man's tallest structures. Retitled Frankenstein Conquers the World for its American release, this movie is pretty weird. So, how does Frankenstein's monster get caught up in all this? Funny story. In the movie, it's established that Nazi scientists during World War II took possession of the still-beating heart of the original creature. The Nazis turn over the heart to Japanese scientists. Then, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki end the war, but leave those areas a nuclear wasteland. Among the devastation, a young boy is found who appears to have a strange resistance to radiation. 
an American scientist surmises that the boy has grown from the heart of Frankenstein's monster. And he keeps growing and growing and growing to Godzilla-like proportions. Enter Baragon, a dinosaur-like kaiju with horns and the ability to burrow underground. Baragon resurfaces just in time to do battle with this reborn Frankenstein's monster. Who wins? Well, obviously, the audience. Now, there are actually three versions of this film floating around. There's the original Japanese release. There's the American version, which is a few minutes shorter. And a third international cut called, get ready for this, Frankenstein versus the Giant Devilfish. Okay. That one is 10 minutes longer than the Japanese release and has a different ending where the creature fights a giant octopus? Sure, why not? See, now, this is the kind of insanity that makes me love movies. Oh, and there will be even more insanity after these important messages. It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Uh oh. Uh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm, does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs> Now you can get McDonald's Happy Meal Pails for Halloween. There's a pumpkin pail, a witch, and a ghost that glows in the dark. You can get a different one each week until Halloween. Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick, and the prices are a treat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> Hello once again. Now, my first two picks have been somewhat mm, campy and not too serious takes on Frankenstein's monster. My final pick is exactly the same, except for one minor detail. This monster is not all about the toxic masculinity. There's no fire bad or bread good here. In fact, the monster in question isn't male at all. In 1931, the world was horrified by the motion picture Frankenstein. In 1935, horror turned to terror with the bride of Frankenstein. In 1990, the makers of Basket Case and Brain Damage bring you... Want a date? Jeffrey Franken has a plan. I just want to bring it back. He has the ingenuity female body parts. He has everything he needs, except the raw materials. Just hold still. Excellent. Oh, my God. On you! Wow! Jeffrey's creation is alive. Look for some action? Oh, yeah. 
be sexy. Want a date? You going out? I'm on my way home, but uh, thanks anyway. I, uh... It's a subject, please. Listen, I'm a very tall, attractive woman. She's purple. She's got fresh bars on her. She's on the bar. Now, a motion picture like no other. A tender story of love and romance. A gripping tale of lust and revenge. Oh, yes, I went there. 1990's Frankenhooker was unleashed upon unsuspecting audiences, mostly by way of home video, and created quite a stir at the time. Directed by exploitation master Frank Henenlotter, who gave the world the savagely sleazy 1982 classic Basket Case, Frankenhooker tells the sad, sordid tale of Jeffrey Franken. Yeah, okay. Who's a scientist mm -hmm, working with electricity. Fine. After an unfortunate and rather bloody accident with an automatic lawnmower, Franken's fiancée, Elizabeth, is, uh, shall we say, divested of her limbs? Hmm? Okay. Now, in his grief, Franken decides to bring her back by attaching her head to a multitude of other female body parts. Now, where does one get fresh parts for a female body? Walmart? Target? No. Why, it would be the mean streets of New York City, of course. Franken begins looking for prostitutes to use as potential and, of course, unwilling donors. Eventually, he manages to complete the process and bring Elizabeth back to life. Sort of. It seems all she can do is shuffle around and say things from her body parts' previous owners. Want a date? Going out? Looking for some action? Need some company? No, wait, wait, huh? It's, it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Got any money? Money? No, I don't, I don't have any money. Now, she escapes her former fiancé's lab and wanders around New York looking for, you know, customers, who then all proceed to be electrocuted by the highly charged Elizabeth. Franken goes looking for his creation, only to run afoul of a street pimp who recognizes the parts taken from his ladies and mayhem ensues. So, as you may have guessed from this description, Frankenhooker is a comedy of the darkest kind. Absurd, violent, and gory, yet very funny in its own twisted way. Frankenhooker is 84 minutes of your life that would be wisely wasted this Halloween. Now, to recap my picks... Blackenstein, in all its glory, can be seen for free on the ad-supported Tubi streaming service, or if you aren't into the whole commercial interruption thing, it can be rented on Prime Video for $3.99. Frankenstein vs. Baragon, or Frankenstein Conquers the World, or Frankenstein vs. the Giant Devilfish, <clears throat> is, believe it or not, available on the subscription-based Criterion channel. It's been given a makeover and looks amazing. 
Criterion is featuring the full international cut with the final octopus battle. It's a hundred bucks a year or $11 per month for a subscription, but for any true movie aficionado, it is well worth it just for gems like this. Now, you wouldn't expect a trashy, low-budget flick like Frankenhooker to show up on the Criterion channel, but it's there. Oh, yes. Those folks know what they're doing. You have to check it out just for those movies. Now, will there be more of Frankenstein's monster on the big screen in the future? Well, as long as the novel remains in the public domain, which is forever, and as long as movie makers feel the burning desire to piece together another tale of man playing God, the creature will undoubtedly live again. Next week, the Deep Dive Podcast dives deeper than it ever has before, straight into hell. That's right. We travel to the depths of despair to find the oddest movies about the home of Hades. It's Hell Week on Halloween Horror Month. Dante miss it. Would you like to contact us? You can email us at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the link on our website at thedeepdivepodcast.com. Links to all of our media can be found on our Instagram bio which is The Deep Dive Podcast, and our awesome t-shirt store in the bio of our Instagram page. And hey, thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out past episodes available on almost all podcast providers. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single one. If you like what you hear, write a review. We'd love to know what you think. If you don't like what you hear, keep it to yourself. Thank you. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Halloween Horror Month is part of the Deep Dive Podcast family and a production of Automaton Studios. Next on Exploitation Theater, Blackula, followed by Blackenstein and the Blunch Black of Bloat Your Blame.